The following is my conversation with Richard Wrangham, author of The Hot Zone, Animal Life and Human Evolution in the 21st Century. In this book, Richard discusses some truly strange cases of petrified actions incorporated during the Macedonian case of a woman who was turned into a statue of roses by her husband and the case of a Buddhist monk in Tibet who was buried alive and then emerged as a living statue. While these cases may seem esoteric to some, they fascinate me because they tell us something about the societies that have produced them. Richard, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. We're brought to you today by Sparrow Pyrogallo, the world's most popular pyrogenic igniter. This handy little tool is perfect for starting fires in any situation, whether it be in the wild or at home. With Sparrow Pyro Gallo, you'll be able to start your fire faster and easier than ever before. So why wait? Pick up a bottle of Sparrow Pyro Gallo today and enjoy the ease and convenience that comes with this world-class igniter. Thanks for watching. Lexman, turning dreams into reality. Hi, Richard. Thanks for joining me. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. In your book, you discuss the Macedonian and Tibetan cases quite a bit. Can you tell me a little about each of them? Sure. The Macedonian case is a particularly mysterious one. It involved a woman in the former Yugoslavia who was apparently turned into a statue of roses by her husband. As far as we know, she's still alive today, although very much buried beneath the petrified remains of her body. The Tibetan case is another one that's particularly interesting because it involves a Buddhist monk who was buried alive and then emerged as a living statue. He still lives today and is reportedly in good health, which makes his story all the more remarkable. What do these cases tell us about human civilizations? Uh, I think they tell us a lot about the power dynamics that operate within human societies. Hmm. For example, in the Macedonian case, we can see how one woman was able to take control of her own destiny by transforming herself into a statue. Similarly, in the Tibetan case, we can see how one individual was able to use his spiritual beliefs to survive and even thrive after he was buried alive. And in both cases, we can see how the societies that produced these individuals were able to exploit their abilities for their own benefit. That's definitely true. And I think it's also interesting to consider how these cases might reflect broader trends within human history. Yeah, I think that's definitely true. And ultimately, I think these cases are significant because they show us just how varied human societies can be, mm -hmm. even when it comes to matters of life and death. That's definitely true. And as you say, these cases are also significant because they tell us a lot about the power dynamics that operate within human societies. In your book, you also discuss the theme of human anatomy in relation to these cases. Can you tell me a little more about that? Sure. I think one of the main themes that I explore in the book is the way that muscle can be used to control and dominate other people. For example, in the Macedonian case, we can see how the woman's petrified remains were able to compel her husband to do her bidding. Similarly, in the Tibetan case, we can see how the monk was able to use his spiritual powers to overcome his enemies. And in both cases, I think it's important to highlight the way that muscle can be used for inflicting physical pain as well as for sexual gratification. That's definitely true. And as you say, these cases are also significant because they show us just how varied human societies can be yeah. when it comes to matters of life and death. So in your opinion, what do these cases tell us about our evolutionary history? Well, I think they tell us a lot about our evolutionary history in so far as they underscore just how diverse human civilizations can be. 
for example, we can see how one woman was able to take control of her own destiny by transforming herself into a statue. Similarly, we can see how one individual was able to use his spiritual beliefs to survive and even thrive after he was buried alive. And finally, we can see how muscle can be used for inflicting physical pain as well as for sexual gratification. Taken together, all of these cases illustrate just how immense and diverse human civilization can be. That makes sense. Yeah. And I think it's interesting to consider how all these cases might reflect broader trends within human history. Thanks for bringing up this important topic in your book. It's something that I really resonated with. It's something that I really resonated with. It's great to have you here on the show. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Say hi to Rebecca for me. Hello, Rebecca. Thanks for having me on the show. And make sure to check out Richard's book, The Hot Zone, Animal Life and Human Evolution in the 21st Century. It's an awesome read that'll shed some light onto some pretty strange cases of petrify actions. Thanks for being here today, Richard. I know your insights will be valuable. Thank you. I feel very privileged to be here. That's all for this episode of the Lexman Artificial Podcast. Please leave your thoughts, comments, and suggestions below. And don't forget to subscribe to the show to get notified when new episodes are released. You can also find us on Twitter at the Lexman Art, on Facebook at facebook.com slash LexmanArt, and on Google Plus at plusgoogle.com slash pluslexmanart. And to end this episode, a poem called Posey by Emily Dickinson. Cast away the posey. The gay and elemental offerings uh, do not the dews distill, and the leaves that lie so still, too simple are they dabs, too fondly do they cling, too feeble in their clusters, to faithless time are they 